You really want to know what love is? Yeah. Yes, tell us. More than anything in the world, Ron. Well, it's really quite simple. When you're married, you'll understand the importance of fresh produce. Shut up. Just shut up. You had me at hello. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com. I'm joined again with Dr. Eric Fisher. Hi, Eric. Hey, how are you doing today, Steve? I'm doing great. We are going to talk about a topic that you wrote on your website, on your blog, uh, Dr. E Presents. Uh, it's Dr. D-R-E Presents.com. Uh, and it was about integrity and commitment. And you gave some really great examples of integrity and commitment on your website. And uh, I I just wanted to see if you wouldn't mind sharing some of those thoughts with our listeners. Sure. Well, when we look at integrity, the idea of integrity, there's a lot of people think of that as a term related to kind of human beings and people and, and, uh, you know, and connected to that and the level of integrity. But the origins of integrity really go back to construction terms. And is a building built in integrity? Is a bridge or structure built in integrity? Because if it's not, then it's not going to stand the test of time. It's not going to stand the storms or the earthquakes or the challenge that may uh, befall it in life. And uh, the most tragic events that we've seen is what happened in Haiti when these buildings that were built out of concrete and you would think would be very strong, well, they weren't built in integrity because it wasn't about the concrete. It was about not having the wire, you know, the, the, the rebar that would hold that together in, in, a, in a challenging situation. So they withstood hurricanes, they withstood the sunshine and the rain, but when their foundation that they, that they stood on was shaken... They couldn't stand up, and that's one of the issues that I really see as a metaphor is really pertinent to us as people, okay. is that in, in life, you know, we stand in these positions where we're parents, we're doctors, we're spouses, we're, we're presidents of companies, we're, we're teachers, and we build, we're built around these levels of status, but who are we really as people when it comes to our integrity? Will we stand those tests of time? Okay. And, and I mean, you, you've kind of already transitioned that metaphor to other areas of life. Uh, can, you, can you connect the dots um, for how that really uh, sinks in with marriage? Absolutely. Um, you know, if we look at marriage, we look at two people who are intended to be committed to each other. And the innate commitment says that I have put my energy into this. I have put my resolve into this. I'm going to see this through to whatever it takes, in the good and the bad, and for sickness and in health and, you know, and things to, to see this relationship through. And we also, again, as individuals, am I committed to my goals in life, not just my goals to other people or my commitments to other people, but my commitments to myself. And then the idea of integrity enters into that, into does my marriage stand in integrity, and are the vows that I've taken as an individual, not just in the marriage ceremony, but what I have put myself out there to be to my spouse, are they in integrity? Okay. One of the examples that I use in that is, in talking, um, here's the difference. Is somebody can say, I'm a crook. I'm always going to be a crook. When I meet somebody, it's just going to be a matter of time until I rip them off. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, you might just want to be aware of their relationship with me, because that's the way I'm going to be. 
that person may be living their entire life more in integrity than the person who says, I'm the most honest person you ever meet. I go to church on Sundays. I dedicate my life to this. I'm totally devoted to my spouse. I'm totally devoted to my spirituality. They might have no integrity if they don't live consistently and committed to the way of life that they verbally put out there. And that's one of the things that people really don't see about integrity is somebody can live their life in integrity and absolutely be the, the last person you want to spend your life with. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, that's, a, that's a great example. Um, wh- when we're talking marriage and you, going on some of those metaphors that you were talking about earlier with the buildings, uh, what do you do um, if you do begin to see the cracks in your relationship um, what's the first step that you should take? Well, a lot of people, when they start to see some of the cracks, is they just kind of want to, you know, let me just see what happens in time. Let me give it some time. And, and I don't want to say anything. A lot of people don't want to upset the apple cart. A lot of people don't like contact, con- conflict, and they don't want to deal with conflict. So a lot of times they'll just won't say anything. And that's Sometimes the worst thing, a lot of times the worst thing that you can do, because if you don't bring something to light that might need some light shed on and or the other situation, sometimes they feel afraid of how their spouse is going to respond. Um, Their spouse might respond defensively. They might be put to anger, or they might just kind of turtle in and hide and withdraw. Um, You know, those are both situations where you really want to make sure you're dealing with things when you don't see your, your relationship going on the right way. Sometimes the most difficult situations to deal with are the ones where the people don't argue at all. Mm. Because I often tell people, I'd much rather see a couple that's actively arguing because they're, they're battling for something. They want something and they're battling for it. But if you see the couples that don't argue and they just want things to be fine and they just want the conflict to go away, sometimes the relationship can very quietly die versus the ones where they're kind of, you know, stabbing the beast and trying to, you know, and they end up killing the beast, so to speak, you know, so because when I just, I, you know, just to meet with a couple in the last week, I said, I like to see that you guys are willing to argue and battle this out and let each other know where you're coming from, because it lets me know that you care about yourself and you care about this relationship. Mm, okay. And and for couples who, you know, not necessarily have cracks in their foundation, um, but going on to that other aspect, which is commitment, and maintaining that commitment to keep a solid foundation, uh, what are, what's maybe a first step to keeping that commitment to maintaining that solid foundation? Well, it comes back to looking at yourself. You know, we're, we're all a mirror for, you know, the world around us. And I think we really have to look at you know, what's going on within herself. A lot of times people want to project their issues onto other people around them. And that's, that's really well known. Often when I'm working with couples in, in my office and families and things, a lot of times when the people are finding issues with their spouse, it's often that I help them to see, well, the issue's really with you. You know, you're having a hard time looking at this because of, you know, X, Y, or Z. Mm-hmm. And that's why you're putting it on your spouse. And spouse usually has issues, too. I mean, we're here. We're human. You know, we're not we're perfectly imperfect, as I say. Uh-huh. <laughs> but we have our imperfections, and even our relationships are perfectly imperfect because the people in our relationships with often bring issues to light that we need to see within ourselves. So if we're looking at issues of commitment in our spouse, then we have to look at our fears of maybe not being committed or, our, you know, why we have to deflect and why we can't own our own issues. And, again, in that situation is to, to talk about it, 
maybe to do some self-exploration, maybe get some counseling um, or therapy, and, and start that start that monologue and/or dialogue with other people. Okay, you know, a lot of a lot of problems uh, that happens with uh, when you get two people is they disagree on things, and in this scenario, you might have somebody who thinks that there are or sees cracks in the foundation of the relationship and the other person's either in denial or doesn't see them. Um, what is your advice for those couples out there listening? Well, it's, it's hard when somebody's trying to keep a, um, a laundry list of items to say, well, you did this and you did this and you did this, you know, because sometimes people feel they feel kind of nagged or they feel beat up on, you know, and, and, and it's not necessarily the easiest way to communicate. But I think sometimes it is important to keep track of what are the things that don't feel right? What are the things that you see that other person doing? And then what I always ask them to do before you communicate that, look at yourself and ask yourself, are you doing those same things? Um, because if we don't really look at ourselves and we end up you know, confronting somebody with these issues, and they say, but you did this and this and this and this, it's going to make it more difficult to really come to resolution. So be willing to make your list of observations and and then be willing to communicate that, but also, like I said, know that you have to be able to be accountable for yourself. And also sometimes these things are done better with a third party, um, somebody who can help you sort it through, because when people do get defensive, you know, the seven protective emotions that I teach people are anger, rage, arrogance, flippancy, defiance, sarcasm, and hatred. In almost any argument or conflict that's going to happen in life where somebody feels at least threatened, one or more of those emotions are going to come up, and we have to understand that we often aren't taught in our culture how to address or deal with or understand those emotions, so that's where it's helpful to have a third party involved in some of those situations. Okay. Um Eric, that that is some tr- really great advice, and uh, I wish we can do a little bit more, but we're uh, out of time this week. Um, so thank you very much for your time. Well, thanks for having me. And I want to give everybody some information. Uh, you are listening to Dr. Eric Fisher. You can find him at his website, dreepresents.com. And again, that is Dr. Dr. The letter E presents.com. You can also find him on Twitter at DCTRE. So I guess phonetically it would be Dr. E, but it's DCTRE. You can also do a Google search for him to find some more of his articles. Dr. Eric Fisher, Eric E R I K Fisher, F I S H E R. And he is a licensed clinical psychologist in the state of Georgia, an author, public speaker, and media consultant. And he also helps individuals, couples, and does family therapy. And he has experience working with children, teens, and adults. So thank you once again, Eric. I really appreciate your time. And uh, hopefully we can do this again soon. It's my pleasure. All right. Take care, everybody. I just want to say one thing to my wife who's home. Yo, Adrian! I did it! They certainly got the idea. They feel free to express love. It's worth all those awful frank discussions at the dining room table. Hitched. 
entertains, educates, and inspires married couples.